Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Voice of Adoptees, which brings together diverse and unique voices from around the world to share their stories. If you liked today's episode, remember to give us a like, subscribe, and leave a review. Here's your host, David Shunk. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Voices of Adoptees. This is episode one. This is going to be an ongoing podcast where we're going to bring to you people from around the world who want to talk and share their stories about being adopted. For our very first episode, we have our number one first guest, Anna. We'd like to welcome her to the podcast, and she's going to discuss about what adoption means to her and everything associated to it. So let's dive in. Anna, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So Anna, tell us about yourself. Um, so I grew up in Southern Maryland, and that's where I live. But I was born in Moscow, Russia. Um, and then I was adopted at four years old. I just turned four, um, just a couple couple months after. And then I've lived in the U- United States ever since. Okay, that's great. Um, do you remember much about Russia? I do. Um, not, I would say not the good stuff. So when I was born, um, they sent me to an orphanage and I lived in the orphanage for about almost pretty much four years, but I can only remember the bad things about the orphanage. So would you like to talk about the bad things or would you rather not? Um, I mean, it doesn't bother me anymore, but I mean, just the biggest thing that it just kind of like nowadays, it's still traumatizing. So like, I'm very claustrophobic. So like when you got in trouble, they would lock you in a closet if you got in trouble. So like nowadays, I can't like play hide and seek or when I was little, I could never play hide and seek because I just get claustrophobic. So um, I know we were never allowed outside. So I remember leaving the orphanage when I was adopted and um, looking outside of like, you know, the world. And I was like, oh my gosh. So being able to see that. Um, and then um, eating, like we were only allowed to have like five minutes to eat. So that was a pretty big thing if like food was very scarce. So. Wow. Wow. That's, geez, I was adopted at age two and um, I don't really remember much, but that, that sounds traumatizing. Um, yeah. I hope hopefully one day you'll be able to uh maybe play hide and seek with your future kids who knows <laughs> um so um how about you talk to us about i mean right now obviously in the world in current events there's a huge thing when in russia going on right now um mm-hmm. the unfortunate war in ukraine and do you have any input or comment about the current situation and how being adopted from Russia, who is currently the aggressor, does that make you feel troubled or ashamed from being from Russia? I can certainly tell you that I'm not happy about it, but I'd like to hear what you have to say. So, so, um, I mean, I'm not really happy about it either. I'm not really kind of very like into it just because I know, um, I have like friends that talk about all the time and I try not to like, I know a lot of people get very 
like, oh, you're from Russia, you're a bad person, or, and I'm like, oh, I'm really not, I've never been to, like, besides me when I was little, so I try not to talk about it, but it's definitely saddening that people have those kind of views on those people, because, you know, we have, there, now that I've been, like, talking to a lot of Russian people, and you, you know, there's actually a lot of Ukrainians, and, America and they just it's it's just sad it's it's just sad to be able to be like nobody really knows what's really going on over there except for the people that has family or just know what's over there and you know it's a different lifestyle and you know so it's it's definitely sad that's for sure yeah absolutely well thank you for that um let's talk about your childhood for example um let's dive into that tell us about what it was like being raised in the United States, uh, your adopted family, any fun memories, uh, any memories you don't want to remember, <laughs> anything that comes to <laughs> mind. But let's uh, let's let's dive into that. Let's talk about it. So, tell us about your childhood. Um. So I actually had a pretty good child. I like a pretty good childhood. So my adoptive parents, um, they're very they're very loving. Um, I grew up with two older siblings. So my parents that I have my adopted parents they were older so when they adopted me so my brother and adopted brother and sister they're actually 20 years older than me so growing up with older siblings it you know it was nice to have that um that kind of relationship but it was also kind of hard as growing up never able to share like a close age relationship with them like being able to do the same stuff like oh you know but you know um but like childhood like it was great I mean just it's just like a normal childhood that anybody else would probably just have um I went on lots of trips um got to see so a lot of my like grandparents were across the world not across the world but you know, they lived up like in New York, Texas, California, you know, like all over the place. So we definitely traveled a lot to go see a uh, family. And that was like, that was a big thing for me is we had a big family. So family, family meetings and holidays were huge. And, you know, just like a, I guess a, a normal, um, a normal, I guess you family childhood. A lot of people said when I was growing up that I actually looked like my adopted parents like yeah. they didn't even think that I was adopted they're like you just fit right in so which was actually pretty special so yeah it's funny you mentioned that um similar similar story with me uh, my adopted mother and her entire family is from uh Germany and Russia so skin color wise we look pretty much the same and um everyone thought I was the mama's boy and no one had it <laughs> but but then you look at my dad and uh He's a Midwestern from Ohio, blue eyed, just not even close. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what age did you start to um, talk about or think about like personally, you know, hey, I'm from another country, I'm adopted. And about what age did you actually, you know, figure out what that really means to be adopted? Uh, so... I, I'm not exactly sure exactly what age, but I definitely know in middle school, sometime in middle school, I did ask. So I knew when I was little that I was adopted, like, as soon as I was able to understand 
understand. Like my parents were very open about it. Like you're from Russia. They always showed me pictures that they had. They always talked about it. But in middle schools, when I really like, I was trying to find myself, you know, identity and figure who I am and fit in. But I definitely asked my parents about like, hey, like, you know, who are my parents or why am I this way? And, you know, so they talked about it a little bit more and stuff like that. So, but it was truly after I graduated high school, I started like really kind of like, you know, reaching out. And I only know from what my parents said and what I have like paperwork wise. And um, I could go only from there. And the story that I've known is it's just that they didn't want me they you know and so yeah very very common for, very common for a lot of people over yeah. there yeah yeah and like searching like knowing that stuff I'm just like it just makes me very like extra blessed that you know I was adopted and you know a family wanted me and um but you know I never really had high hopes to look for them like I wanted I I know a biggest thing is like I want to know why I am the way I am. And if I any like growing older now, I'm like, okay, do I have any medical things that I, I need to worry about? And that was a big issue too, because I definitely have some, I have some medical issues that I'm going through. So I was like, does, is this genetic or, so that was a big thing. But when looking up for them, I never like, I'm like, you know, I always thought the worst possibility, like, you know, they're not alive or they just want nothing to do with me. And that was okay with me. It was hard at first, but if I never found them or when I it was going to be okay, because I still have, you know, my family I've grown up with. It's just, I just keep going on with that. So. Yeah. Wow. Well, um, you know, I get you, I totally understand you uh, with the whole medical history side. That's so important. And, you know, mm -hmm. being adopted, you understand how frustrating it is growing up, how every time you go to a new doctor, they say, what's your family history? And you're like, um, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> They're like, like, what do you, do you have high blood pressure? Maybe. Do you have high yeah. cholesterol? Sounds good. Put it down. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I have mean, no idea. Yeah. Um, Wow. So it's funny that you mentioned that you started to really actively think about it at a, toward the end of high school, you said, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, again, same with me. It's just out of coincidence. I don't, maybe it's just coincidence, who knows, but um, yeah. it's interesting. And, you know, similar story with growing up and, you know, it was always like in my head, like I, I yeah. knew I was adopted, but I didn't make it a big deal. I didn't really think about it because, you know, I think my story in some ways is similar to yours. You know, we grew up in a loving environment and loving parents. And mm -hmm. that's really kind of what just children need and they want. And yeah. if you get enough of that, I mean, you can kind of forget sometimes you're even adopted. I mean, I didn't dwell on mm -hmm. it as much, you know, yeah, every, exactly. yeah everyone's story is different. Absolutely. Um, so let's talk about, um, after high school, you're getting older, you start to get more interested in adoption. Tell us what next steps you kind of uh, went toward that discovery. Uh, so um, one thing that was like pretty big for me is just just a lot of people, more people that really got to know me, they would ask me their, the biggest question is, would you ever go back? Would you want to go find your family? That was like a big question. And then, you know, like they kept asking me and asking me and I was like, and I would always say, yeah, but you know, 
like I just want to know where I come from and then it would just dawn on me and dwell and I'd be like no you know what I like let me go look for them so I never like same thing I'd I'd go and um in the thought process I'm like I'm not gonna get my hopes up I'll just think the worst possibility just so I don't get my hopes up so um the biggest thing is I would go so I have my name and I have my parents name so that's the only information I had at the moment so I would like look on Instagram or Facebook and just look up their names and see if they're on Facebook Instagram you know because there's a lot of people out there and I didn't really get any matches so I was like okay so then I did a um I did ancestry.com I I did that and then I did a 23andMe because and a lot of that was more of like genetics, but then to see if there was like a family tree. And so it came back as 99% like from Moscow, Russia, and maybe one, I think it was like from Finland or something, 1%. So I was That's, like, well, definitely Russian. It's funny you say that. I pretty much have the same results. And I think I was like uh, 1% Jewish, actually. 1%. Oh, wow. But Finnish too. So, but don't worry. I I did 23 and me, and uh, unfortunately we're not cousins. Sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Darn. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, and so then I was like, okay, well, there was a lot of people matching, but it was all like third, fourth, fifth cousin. I was like, okay, that's not going to help me any. So I would just keep looking on Facebook, and then I finally found Russian adoptees. Like, I found that group, and I found another couple, like, um, groups on Facebook. A search squad. That was a, that was a big one. Search squad. Um. So I went on there first and I didn't really get anything like nobody really responded to me until I went on to Russian adoptees and I just said hey guys I just want to let you know like this is my information and you know if anybody knows and and this was just like last year too so this was after college so I graduated in in high school from 2014 and then I graduated college 2018 so this was just recently like okay so you graduated high school 2014 yeah and college two thousand years after that yeah okay <laughs> sorry math uh no, it's okay. so yeah you're you are a year younger than me one year younger than me yeah i think so because i got wait no i think i just said that all wrong no disregard never mind i graduated <laughs> high school 2013 college 2017 for me so okay so then yeah you're you're a year older yeah um one year <laughs> yeah um but yeah and I so and I just like same thing like I said earlier I just put my information out there didn't have my biggest hopes and um this girl actually responded and I don't remember her name at the top of my mind but um she responded and she said hey like I hope you're not like upset with me like finding your information but um she found my mom on so and I didn't know anything about this but I guess there's Russian website called okr.ru and then there's another one but I had no idea until recently like yeah it's uh VK is the other one you're thinking yeah VK yeah yeah and I knew nothing about that and I wish I did a little bit earlier but it's totally okay and um she was like I found your information and and I was like that is crazy and so it was a lot at first because I was like, I don't know if this is true because it could have been a spam. Like, I never know. Like, I'm very weary about stuff on social media sometimes. So, I like, it took me a while to, like, really be like, is this a spam or what? Reminds me of the SNL episode of, uh, I think, uh, 
Donald, uh, the whole when Trump was president, but that's another, that's, we're not even talking about that, but um, there's a scene on SNL where they have the CNN guy locked in a cage at like a courtroom and he's screaming to the press, like, I'm not fake news. Or, Never mind. Uh, so, yeah. I don't know why it just popped in my head, but I totally get about the whole spam thing. And, you know, you got to look out and make sure people who are, you know, you're, you're trusting people with your information and you yeah, really exactly. don't know who they are. And when I did my search, I had a, I used a gentleman, who unfortunately passed away recently. It's really sad, but he was a very, really nice guy. He was a British, um, a British uh, resident. Um, he grew mm -hmm. up in Britain. He grew up in London, actually. He actually served as a uh, uh, an advisor to Margaret Thatcher back in the day. Wow. And he actually moved to Russia, uh, married a Russian girl, uh, a Russian woman in my city, Smolensk go figure so yeah. but it was weird because when i did this search i was thinking out of all people a british guy is going to search for my information it's like something about right, that yeah. just seemed kind of odd but you know he just his name is tony he's he was an amazing guy amazing individual he touched the lives of thousands and um oh. it was crazy but you know that's great um anyway so back to your story um so you got this information um you typed in their you know, their names, you saw these pictures, I assume, right, for the first time of what they looked like. What, yeah. What's what's the first word or what's the first thing that came to your mind when you saw the first photo of one of them? Um, well, so like a big thing that kept coming in my mind is like, what, like, <laughs> it was like, why, like I said earlier, why do I look the way I do? And so I'm like, what is the resemblance like does this look like me because I mean I don't look at myself every day you know what I mean so other people do so I'm like okay yeah I can kind of see it and stuff like that so um I actually uh told one of my really good friends I was like hey like that was the first thing I did I said what do you think this looks like like I didn't even tell her the story behind it I said what does this lady look like and they're like oh my gosh that looks like you and I was like okay story sold like and I did it to a couple of my close friends I was like okay same thing who does this look like or you know does this late lady look like somebody they're like oh my gosh they look like you and I was like okay all right because they see me every day and you know I'm like I don't I mean I see myself obviously but and I know what I look like but it's it's different from somebody that looks at you so yeah absolutely that, that really got me first and then as soon as they said that I was like oh my gosh this is happening like I I've I it's 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 real you know and 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 she's alive and that it was just it was just a lot got coming in and I was like oh man and the lady that helped me find her she was like you know she sent me all these so she basically kind of screenshotted all the photos sent in be like this is what's on her profile you know like you know this is the family da 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 and she was like I can help you you know send out a message if you're ready to reach out like no rush because I know this is a lot and I was like very a lot it took me about a week to actually like go Pro through process and, all yeah, that process new information. It before I was like okay I'm ready like I would love for you to like message her or yeah she didn't message she sent me stuff because and she's in, in Russian too so I'm like I know nothing in Russian so um so you, she helped do you know me. any simple phrases or anything so I'm working on it now. Duh. Um, but the biggest thing is my name. And so in the orphanage, going to the bathroom, those were 
those were the big words. So yeah, I I knew everybody asked me that like before I knew before everything, and I was like, I only know my name and like the bathroom words because those were the most important things to do. So yep, yep. <laughs> so now, um, but now I do know more. So okay, so intro. Uh, wow, yeah. Do you happen to know? And this is kind of a crazy question. Maybe you remember, or you don't. Do you remember what time you got that information at? What time of day it was when you first it, saw those photos? It was around like the late afternoon. So around like three, four, five o'clock. So pretty funny that you would remember. See, adoptees, we remember those small details that people yeah. who weren't adopted take for granted you know that I mean if you think about it it blows my mind to really just think if like, for someone else who isn't adopted to process the fact that we're seeing ourselves for the first time in another human being who looks yeah. like us for the years that we grew up you know like you said we, maybe we had it a bit different because we didn't think overthink it as much in terms of mm -hmm. identity and you know oh I don't have my mom's hair or eyes or dimples mm -hmm. or whatever but for the first time to have a photo of someone you're actually blood related to it's like you're yeah. almost staring at yourself in a way right in the face and it yeah. you, you freeze for a moment and you just think like whoa is this really me <laughs> like is this happening yeah. so yeah. Wow, that's that's incredible. So let's let's keep going on that. Um, the next, I guess, the next step. You've got this information. You see what they look like. How long did it take you to be ready for that first introductory, like, message and letter to the family? And if you don't mind sharing, what did you want to tell them about yourself? Yeah. So so it like I said earlier, it took me about a week to um, really process it, and I. I was like, okay, I'm ready. Like, you know, what, what do I say? So she sent me like a whole thing in Russian and like what it said. And basically I can't remember exactly what it said, but it was just saying, Hey, you know, this is who I am. This is what has happened. Like, here's, you know, um, I was born this date, um, my name and, you know, I would love for you to risk, you know, respond and, and you know you don't have to but would love to know any information and you know stuff like that so and so she she sent that to me and I was like okay I'll send it so she sent but I had to I had to get okay so I, I was like really skeptical like I said earlier I was skeptical I was like is this a is this a legit website but I did my research and it's a pretty legit website so I made it and I sent her the message. And so you can tell when they've read it. And so the next day I look, I'm like, I'm anxious. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't get any sleep. I'm like, oh my gosh. And the time is different too over there. So right. yeah, it was it's seven hours difference from here to over there. So I'm like, oh my goodness. Like they're, I think I sent it that night. So they were, they were still, I think asleep or something like that. So and the next day, like nothing's happened. And so until later that night and um, it says that she read it and I'm like, OK, well, let her process it, stuff like that. And so um, 
I messaged the the other girl. I was like, hey, she saw it. Like, how long do you think? You know, I'm just very anxious. Like, you know, I don't expect something to come back right away. But is there anything I need to know or say extra? So she's like, just wait it out and see, you know, she may not want anything. And in my mind, I was like, she probably doesn't want anything to do with me. And so um, then the next day following it, it, I get this message from this another person from okay and it's and it's um it was this like it there was no picture on the okay it was just like is this Anya or something like that like it was asking if this was me and I was like yes this is me who are you and so it had my last name like in Russian but it, I don't I don't remember the first like, I know who it was. Uh, it was, like, Pavel or somebody. But um, And I was, like, I don't know who this is. And so I messaged the lady. I was, like, hey, I just got this random text. Like, who do you think it could be? Like, I'm, I'm kind of nervous because, you know, I was, like, anything, like, especially right now with the whole war going through. And I know this sounds bad, but I was, like, I just don't want to get in trouble with anything. Or so I was kind of, like, skeptical. I was, like, I just don't want, you know. So, and she's like, it could be the father, it could be the, uh, like, brother. So, she was telling me that it looks like she has two sons, like, before. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I have two brothers. That's amazing. And the father and stuff like that. So, um, and, and that's how I found out through the pictures. Um, right. Well, sort of. Sort of. I, they, she thought that could have been their the, their kids. So, um Anyway, so I get this message and then I was like, yeah, this is me, you know, who are you? And then um, they're like, this is uh, like they said his name. And I was like, um, if this is really you, I can't believe this is actually happening. And I was like, oh, just tell me who you are. And they're like, I'm your brother. And I'm like, OK. And she's like, I got and so past tense, like my brother lives with my mother. So that's how he found out. And he's like, mother saw your message, but she is like not able to speak right now. Cause we're just so in shock that you're alive and like, well, and like, you know, I can't believe this is you like, Oh my goodness. Like just like sending all this stuff. And um, so that brother knows English a little bit. So he was at first he was writing in Russian and I just was like, I'm not really good at Russian. And he's like, okay, I can like write in English. And then we transferred over to Instagram and then, cause it was easier through there. And then we transferred over to WhatsApp and then um, found out that I had another older brother. And so he was like, yeah, like he was, I learned a lot of things um, through my younger brother. And then he was, and then I get another message from the older brother and was like oh my gosh is this really you and I was like yeah and it's been about a couple days and stuff and I still haven't heard from the mother so I was like you know what that's fine you know she could take her time but I was getting to know like the older brother and the younger brother you know um a lot they were just talking about like oh my gosh it's like really you and so I think it was the third day after I was messaging them. They asked to FaceTime me and I was like, Oh my gosh. Oh, like, I bet that was a heart so, stop yeah. moment right there. <laughs> yeah, they were so like, oh, I would love to see you. Like, you know, I was sending them obviously pictures and stuff, but they're like, I would love to. So I remember the time I opened the camera 
And I, I'm telling you, like, I've never seen, and I, I don't want this to sound really, I don't want this to sound bad, but I've never seen a guy cry so much in their life. Oh, <laughs> like, I know that, like, here in the U.S., like, guys are, like, manly, you know, and they don't oh, show emotion. No, but, you know so, what, I think that's all made up. Every guy's emotional. They just don't want to admit it. They don't want to admit it or show it, but, like, it, it was so heartbreaking watching them cry. I mean, we're all crying at the same time, but, like. <laughs> well, yeah, yep, I can relate, so, yep. Yeah, we were just all crying. We couldn't get any words out, and so, like, for a while they were crying and they were asking me about my story and what happened. And every time I tried to talk, tell them they would just cry even more because they, my story and their story about the whole situation was different, which is something that I'm learning really hard. Like it's, it's hard to process right now, but um, still going through it at the moment. But a lot of things are different from both sides and it's, it's been hard for them to understand and me to understand. And that's why it's just still very emotional. So, um, and then about a week later, my mother, she messaged back and she was like, I can't believe it's you. Like, you know, I'm so sorry about like everything. And I hope you talk to me. And, um, and like, I'm not gonna like, I just want to know them. So I, there's no hard feelings. Like I, I, you know, it's, I'm very, you know, very blessed that, um, I got adopted and I'm alive and I hear other people's story and I, it makes me even more blessed because there's other Russian adoptees that don't even have their family. That's, that's not even alive or, or their parents don't even want them. And I have like a family, a whole family that's together and they want to talk to me and get to know me. So it's like the balance of like, oh, why did this happen to me? But I'm still very blessed, you know, that I'm still alive and stuff. So, um, but yeah, we, you know, we FaceTime probably once every two weeks and, you know, get to talk and you, stuff like do that. Do you so, still keep that up? You still doing that every two weeks? Yeah. Wow. So how many, so how many years have you been in contact with them so far? About four, five? Oh, no, I just found them past November. Oh. Like, yeah, we've just been, it's been four months. Oh, my bad. I thought, uh, never mind. I was really, I was trying to do the math from uh, college and never mind. Forget, oh, I'm forget so anything yeah, I just I said. Yeah, I didn't do that right. Yeah. So in November. So, you re so this is still pretty recent. Very recent. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. Well, that's, that's amazing. Well, I've, <laughs> I found my family 10 years ago, so I'll wow. give you some wisdom. <laughs> You're in the honeymoon phase. All right. Think about it as a relationship. All right. You're in the phase where yeah. everything's dandy. It's amazing. Um, but I will say just as things progress, my big thing I tell everyone is don't have expectations. Yeah. Don't expect anything, especially when you're yeah. doing a search, because you may not be as lucky as you were or I was mm -hmm. or someone else. Yeah. You know, like you just mentioned, other people will do a search and they find out their family members passed away and they won't get any answers ever. And I yeah. and it's hard. I mean, I mm -hmm. I am more connected with my um, mother's side of the family. I actually recently found out I have a cousin that's related to me um through my russian family that actually moved to the united states wow <laughs> lives in florida speaks english and i talk to her every day and wow. it's, it's unbelievable yeah but 
you know, so you're in the, you're in a good phase right now. You're learning a lot, which is great. Um, but you know, as things progress, don't be alarmed that sometimes the stories might get mixed up or you're going to hear information that was said years ago that they changed a little bit. It's hard and it's an ongoing thing being adopted. The reality yeah. is we may never actually know the 100% truth. Some of us will, yeah. some of us won't. And you may, you might have to be okay with that and accepting that's really hard, yeah. but it sounds like you're taking it pretty well. But um, I guess if, if what advice would you have for people who want to find their family? What would you tell them? Um, I guess kind of what we just kind of, I guess said, um, don't really. So my biggest thing when going through this is not getting the hopes up because I know if I got my hopes up and I really didn't find anything that I would really be, I'd probably be really sad and like probably sad that I more sad that I didn't find anything than even knowing about the whole situation. Um, so going in with more of like, you know, you know, I guess a positive note saying, you know, even though I didn't find anything, I'm very blessed that I have the life that I have. So like for me, um, I, uh, at the orphanage, like they kick you out when you're 16 and you have to, you know, find your own, you know, figure it out. So that could have happened or, um, you know, just it, I always say, I guess it could be worse. So, um, I guess just keeping the thought of being positive about, you know, the life you actually have. So, and, um, if you, like I said, if you don't, if you don't find anything, you know, I guess connecting with others too, like, that's a good, I know that's helped me a lot with, even though you didn't find anything, you could find something through somebody else. So. Right. And you, it, it's the whole process and the emotional wear and tear it does on someone going through that process. And it, it helps yeah. when you have people that understand and can relate to it. That's the yeah. one thing I found out, which is really hard is when, Part of the, you know, you speak of the Russian adoptees Facebook group. I made that group actually when I was in um, my first year of college on November 13th or 20th, 26th, 13th, something around November of 2013. I made it because I met three other Russian um, girls who were uh, nearby my college. Uh, I actually went to a college right overlapping my campus. So I went to college up in Burlington, Vermont at a Champlain College. We had University of Vermont's campus overlap ours. They had a Russian major and a Russian department of language and all that. So it was cool because oh, wow. they, they had a lot cool. of resources I ended up actually using to help translate stuff. So they helped me out a lot. Um, but anyway, so these three Russian women and myself, we were all sitting around chatting. And I said, you know, this is amazing. Like this is the first time I actually sat down with any just um, three Russian adoptees all at the same time. And we all talked about wow. where we were from, our stories, and, you know, and I thought, this is amazing. If if only there were other people like this um, out right. there. And, you know, from there, we made this little Facebook page, and it grew to the largest one about Russian adoptees um, on Facebook. And we welcome everyone uh, adopted from Russia and former Soviet uh, countries, of course. Um, but back to your point about, you know, no expectations and all that. 
Um, I think that's important to remember. I know you don't want to sound negative saying that because there's a lot of positives from finding your family. Right. Absolutely. Right. Um, if you had one thing that you would do differently the next time around, would you do anything or would you change anything or would you do exactly the same thing in terms of how you would want to reach out or are you happy looking back on the first message you sent? And now this is, it's pretty deep questions, I know, but if you had any thought about that, do you think you were saying the right thing? Were you taking people's advice? Were you just going on Google and thinking about it? Honestly, you can be honest. I think, um, I honestly feel like the whole situation, how it happened with me, I think everything happened like at a perfect time, like not at a perfect timing, but like how it happened was perfect. Like I wasn't really looking, but you know, I just put myself out there and I was in a pretty good situation. Well, I wasn't really in a perfect situation, but um, I don't think, you know, I said anything different. I know now, like I'm kind of step on their toes a little bit about like asking and more information if anything I think I kind of wish I did a little bit sooner um and I know probably a lot of people are gonna say that just because then you I feel like I would be able to have more time to you know get to know them more because my Russian family is a little bit older so um and even my adopted parents they're older too so I just I know there's like a part of me that's like, oh, you know, I missed a lot on that and I would love to, you know, do be able to do this or do that or like my Russian brother just turned 30 actually a couple of days ago and it's, you know, so I don't know. It's just, I guess, but as an adoptee and just now finding your family, you, you, you miss all those years, you know, so you're going to miss years anyways. So, um, yeah, I think it my in my perspective everything went pretty pretty good. I, like I said in my head, I just kind of wish I did it sooner. Um, but I feel like it being younger, I wasn't as mature and probably wouldn't have taken it the same way as I did now. So it was probably best for me to wait till I was older. So yeah, that's that's understandable. Um, but that's some really great advice. Um, you know. Do you, would you say that you have anything that you regret about the search process, going through the search? Because, um, you know, some adoptees have um, some negative feelings toward uh, their home country, where they're from. Um, mm -hmm. You know, the war isn't helping, that's for sure. But, yeah. you know, some of them blame their biological families for situations that they might be in nowadays but like you said before you know you you seem like you were you know treated well and raised well and had a loving you know family and is there any regrets about anything being adopted that you wish you know were a little different I mean some people think that think being adopted was lost time with another family so to speak have yeah, you ever so has like that ever crossed your mind and yeah, just kind of like I said earlier, it's like, oh, well, I missed all those years. Um, but uh, I know a biggest thing, especially for like my adoptive family. So back in, like I said earlier, my in my middle school years, I thought about looking them up and I talked to my family 
And it's just, it's definitely hard for them because, you know, you're one of their child. Like, even though they're not blood related, they are still your child. So um, I think I remember asking them when I was younger and they were like, you know, you don't love us anymore or, you know, you want them. And, you know, it's, it's definitely hard. And so it's, and I think that's like a big thing that I kind of do regret asking out again. Like, cause I, I don't want them to feel like they're not wanted because they're obviously my number one family, even though like my biological, like blood related, like, I don't want them to ever feel like I'm choosing them over, you know, my actual biological family, you know, so, um, but, right. you know, it's a, it's a good point. You just mentioned about that. If we could dive into that real quick. Um, do you have any advice for people and I'll give my two cents after how do you go about managing that relationship of now all of a sudden you have two families, you mm -hmm. have a family in Russia that um you recently connected with and you have your family in the united states which you grew up with now sometimes adoptive parents can be very um concerned let's put it that way yeah. that their child is reaching out to their biological family and honestly in some situations jealousy could arise oh, yeah. some mean comments may be said they might feel threatened you know mm -hmm. they might get in protection mode like well, I oh, raised yeah. you, you know, how dare you want to find this other people, They what they did to you, etc. How do mm -hmm. you manage that difficult relationship between the two sides? So I remember the biggest thing is just always reminding them um, that, like, they're my number one family and how blessed I am to have them. And, like, I always reiterate that, like, you know, they're – I will always love them more than, you know, not in a bad way, but like, I will always love them more than my biological family only because I've, you know, grown up with them. I can never have that same bond as I would ever with my biological parents. Um, so I always reiterate that, but I do remember when I first, when I did tell him, I was like the biggest thing that I was very nervous. I was, cause knowing from what I said when I was in middle school till now, I was like, Oh my gosh, they're going to say the same thing. They don't want anything to do with me. They're like, go back to Russia. Da, da, da. So I, I was like, I just wanted to let y'all know, you know, the biggest reason. And I think, and this is why I think I, it was a good timing for me to say, uh, find them when I did is because of my medical history and my biggest thing that I pointed out was like I just need to know what's wrong like why I am the way I am I need to know my medical history and so they really kind of understood like you know that's very important um for me you know because they that's something that they'll never be able to to tell me or to be able to you know as much as they want to they just can't genetically and physically they just can't so yeah, that, you can't argue with science on that one <laughs> exactly as much as they want to but so that was a big thing I reiterated them and you know I was like it's just for metal you know like I'm never gonna you know um and so speaking with them they do know that I you know talk to them and stuff like that I don't talk to them a lot and I always reiterate you know I don't talk to them so if I do talk to them I talk to more of my my adoptive parents more than I do my biological parents. Um, and that, you know, um, learning 
learning where I come from, you know, just heritage. It's just like learning a history class, you know. Um, you know, when I talk to them, like, you guys, you know, you knew where you grew up and your heritage and you knew that. And, you know, as much as I want to relate to that and share that, I want to be able to do that for myself. So now I get to learn, you know, where I come from, my grandparents, my ancestries, and speaking Russian. And I just always, you know, all I've known is my Russian name. And so now to be able to speak it, some of it, not the best. Um, it's just pretty, it's, it's something that makes me unique and different. And it makes me feel good about it. So yeah, that's awesome. That's really great. Um, now, if we could go on the flip side of that, what advice would you give to an adoptive parent that was listening right now and maybe they are wondering hey my child is uh, all of a sudden asking questions and wants to do a search and um, I just want to feel I, I want to make sure that they don't forget me how can you reassure them that we don't we won't forget them um, my biggest thing would just say just listen just listen to what they have to say and why why they want to why they want to do it in the first place because it's just like from a an adoptee to adoptee like n nobody's it's it's hard to understand our point of view you know like um you know we grew up with parents you know since birth like not like us but just normal normal children they get to grow up and you know from from birth and be able to share those like moments of, you know, I held you in my arm or, and some, some do, you know, some I get adopted from birth, you know, there's different stories, but um, I would just, my advice is just listen to, listen to where, where they're coming from and, you know, why they feel the way they do. And, you know, they're not going to ever love love them more like from my point of view I, I there's just it's not because you've grown up with them and you know you share more you know from my point of view it's that you guys rescued us you know so it's a, it's a huge deal and, and so it's it's something that we can never like repay them for so I know right right no I, I know yeah absolutely um yeah <laughs> No, that's, that's really great advice. And I'm sure they're going to love to hear that. I was actually debating, um, asking my own, uh, adoptive mother to maybe be interviewed by me. I think that would be pretty, pretty priceless. I mean, we ended up, uh, going back to Russia. Um, so we had an experience to go see the orphanage and meet my family together. Um, something that bonded us for life, of course. Um, now my next question, um, we'll be wrapping up soon. Don't worry. I promise. <laughs> um, have you ever thought about going back? I have. And um, you want to? I do. So that was like a, like when I growing up, that was a huge thing that a lot of people asked me and they were like, do you want to go back? I have pictures of me in the orphanage and I pictures of me in like downtown Russia. And I think it's the coolest thing ever. And I think going back I know this might sound silly, but I think it would, it would really bring back memories. Like I could like visually be able to see, like I get like dreams about things happening in Russia. Like it's just recurring things. It's, but I feel like if I went to go over, it would be more surreal. And 
I it's almost like filling in a, a missing piece that I've always been trying to fill. Um, and now that I've known my parents and my brother and my, like my Russian family, I think, you know, being able to now go visit them and meet them in person would be another thing. Now it would be hard. Um, so before I knew them, people would ask me, be like, well, what would you do over there? Would you go, go find them? And I'd be like, well, I wouldn't know what to say, but now obviously I would, but, um, I would love to go over there. It would take me some time. And I've actually looked into um, how to do it. You know, like what would I need to prepare myself to go over there and um, and all the legal, the legal side of it, you know, that you are exactly. still a citizen of Russia and you have to go yeah. on their passport for anyone that's mm -hmm. listening or going to listen again. I am going to re reiterate this a million times is that. <laughs> Russian law clearly states if you are born on Russian soil, you are a citizen in their eyes. Remember that um, there are people that might say you can travel on a U.S. visa. That's really shady because legally that's not how it works. You have to leave the United States as a U.S. citizen and enter Russia as a Russian citizen. Yeah, and that's uh, a lot that I've seen online when looking it up. So you have to at least so I, and I've even asked my russian family i was like hey like what's the process because they always keep asking oh when are you gonna come visit and i'm like okay it's gonna take some time but they were talking me through about it and you know um having a usr um travel thing and then i have i have a um russian passport from when i was little so um i still have like all that stuff so but yeah the answer is yes i would love to go <laughs> Absolutely. Now, uh, favorite time of year? Do you have a time of year you'd want to go? Winter? I heard it's really uh, nice uh, in Russia during the wintertime. Um, I am not a fan of the cold anymore. <laughs> as as I get older, I am not a fan of the cold. When I was little, I was like, yeah, I'm from Russia. I can handle the cold. I love it. And now I'm just like, no, I, I want the warmth. I want to, to feel all the sun on my skin. So yeah. um, definitely into summertime. Yeah, definitely. Well, that's, that's fantastic. A um, couple last things before we wrap up. Um, how about we just talk about where you are in life right now? Like, what are you doing? You said you went to college. What did you study? What do you want to do with your life? You know, give me the five-year plan. <laughs> <laughs> um, so right now, so I went to college in Kentucky. I grew up in Maryland, but I went to college in Kentucky. I studied equine management um, I've, I'm a very big horse. You can call me horse crazy girl, whatever. Um, but I'm actually right now, I'm a full-time uh, horse trainer, horse lesson trainer. I train horses. I teach lessons. I help manage a barn of over 20 horses. Um, I do showing. Um, I'm very big into eventing. My long-term goal is to go to the Olympics. So if you ever see me out there, in a couple years, actually not a couple years, it'll probably be like over like eight years, but my eventual goal is to be in the Olympics. So that's awesome. Well, um, we remember us little people and remember to give me, <laughs> give me a free ticket. All right. I'll, yeah, I'll, absolutely. That'd be amazing. Um, so before we, I wrap it up, is there any last thing you'd like to say? Because I have a final question for you, but I'm just going to give you time to say anything else you'd like to that we didn't touch on or 
uh, that that's important to you that you want to share to make sure that we're hearing it from you. Yeah. Um, I have a couple. One, um, thank you for making Russian adoptees because without your adoptees group, I would probably not be in this situation right now because well, that's how I, I found. I appreciate that. And for anyone listening, <laughs> that's not scripted. I didn't pay her to say that. That's 100% honest. I'm being it is. It, it's honest. Totally no is. payment whatsoever. Thank <laughs> you. You can continue. Sorry. <laughs> I made that clear. Um, and just. I don't want to be all like sentimental or like sappy, but don't be, uh, I don't know, be proud of being adopted because I know being younger, it's try. I was always, I was not the best at fitting in. And so because I was adopted and stuff like that, I was, I was bullied when I was younger. So, you know, it was hard to like come out and be like, yeah, I was proud of being adopted. I just wanted to fit in and be like everybody else. But growing up, it was it's 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 awesome being able to be unique and different. So be proud of being adopted. Be proud of your story. Um, not even even if you know things don't turn out the way you are, you, you're still your story still makes a difference. So, um, yeah, be proud. <laughs> be proud. I like that. <laughs> well, it's been a pleasure chatting with you this evening. Um, you've done a fantastic job and for episode one, I, that was pretty amazing. So they're only going to get better. Yeah. And I think that's, uh, you, you know, the next person's going to have a big couple of shoes to fill on that one right there. Um, so everyone really appreciate you listening. Anna, you were fantastic. Thank you so much. You. And folks, remember, we're going to be trying to release episodes every Wednesday. You can tune in. We're going to be trying to do them live eventually. More updates to follow. Social media will be announced shortly. And if you would like to be a guest on this, please do go to our website at www.voicesofadoptees.com. And remember that, as Anna said, be proud of who you are. I think that couldn't have been said any better. Voices of Adoptees. Who am I? Thanks for listening to Voice of Adoptees. Please take a moment to like, subscribe, and leave a review. See you next time.